Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Next up, what does career success look like? And an hour from now, Charles Morris of Haven Today will join us. First up, though, Ethel's back from the Word to Life is Here. (laughs) And Devo is going to be up in just a few moments. Text or call 800-555-7898. Ethel is back with the blue hair oh and my. everything. Welcome. Thank you. Ethel P. Savage. It, yes. It, wow. It's been, it feels like I've been gone forever. Well, you have been. Have I? Oh, yeah. So it does feel that way? It, uh, I thought absolutely. it was just me. No, no. You've been gone forever. Forever. It's been such a busy week. It's been a really good week. I, um, I as a rule, don't do theater but my daughter, our baby, is, you know, she's a junior. She's about done with her junior year of high school. And theater is her world. I've been praying about ways to be part of that and reach people that I wouldn't normally get to hang out with. And so the Lord gave me this opportunity. And last week was Tech Week. We opened this weekend. And I just knew that it would not be very kind to my colleagues here to try to do <laughs> Tech Week at 11 o'clock at night and then be here as early as we have to be here. So I protected you from me. You're well, welcome. I, I'm grateful for that mm-hmm. in some ways. I am curious what it would have been like to see that side oh, of my you. my friend. Punchy no. Don. That, it wouldn't even been punchy. I mean, it would have been grouchy Don. <laughs> Why are you even here is what I could hear you guys saying. Because I, I'm just afraid it would not have been much help at all. But. I, it is good to be back in the studio. It's good to see y'all. Well, we're g- glad to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been a fun week, though. Yeah? Yeah. It's been a really fun week. Well, I could imagine so because, I mean, just looking across the <laughs> studio right here, <laughs> if, if you've seen pictures online, if you've seen videos yeah. of, online, if you've seen all that, right now we have um, that Dawn with blue hair. <laughs> and not just light blue hair or a hint of blue hair. It's mm. quite blue. I We went to church yesterday, and Hannah Meg kept looking at me saying, I cannot believe that you are have blue hair and you're at church. I said, listen, it's all I have in me to hold my head up this morning in this <laughs> building. So just, yeah, I it it's one of those things. So the character I play in the theater uh, show has blue hair. And I just said, I don't want to wear a wig. And I don't know why I didn't think about that spray-in stuff. I didn't even consider it. I was just like, where's the blue dye? And now it is totally blue. But come Monday, you can't take that stuff out. Oh, no. And we have one more weekend you of show. you got another weekend, so right? So how long does that actually take to wash out? Like, is it going to be there for a good month or more? I suspect. Here, here's my fear. It will fade to green because, <laughs> and, and this I do not like, I know I will be able to cut it out over the next couple of haircuts because I have short hair anyway, but I, it will be there until it's not. And okay. I, my, but my biggest angst over this is when it starts to fade. Yeah. Oh, I don't want it green. No? Moody Radio Colors. Green exactly. and blue. Green true. and blue. Yeah. Um, should I just have the Moody logo like shaved in the back in. of my head? Yep. All <laughs> commitment. Commitment. My aunt texted me and she said, do I see you in blue hair in those pictures? I'm like, yeah, I'll explain later. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, as many have said to me, that's commitment. I'm like, I'm here for it. Yep. 
Committing to the show. Mm-hmm. I just heard you say you're committing to Moody Radio. We're going to shave the logo in the back of your head. <laughs> I, that was joke humor. No? Our, oh, our, for sure. For sure. For, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If we hit goal, I think. Oh. Huh? Wow. I don't know if I could commit to I think we still have the Englishman dance. I <laughs> I think that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's what we the, need to the do. The hair one wins for me. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> Of course it does. Well, we are glad that you are with us this morning. Mm -hmm. We're glad that Don is back, blue hair and all. And as we always do, we're heading to uh, God's Word this morning. Going to uh, a familiar psalm, Psalm 23 is where you're taking us. So good as we look at the shepherd that God is for us. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23, verses 1 and 2. I shall not want... He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. If we are truly living like sheep, there's incredible peace that comes. And that is so true. As we look at Scripture and we see what a shepherd would have known about his sheep, we know that he would have known everything about them. He understood even the best foods for the sheep. He understood what would harm them. He guarded them. He knew when when they should eat, and he knew what was needed to quench their thirst. The shepherd was an expert. He was an expert on all things sheep, and that included the terrain. He was aware of the best places for the food and water. And as long as the sheep trusted and followed their shepherd, they would always have their needs met and at just the right time. Their shepherd would give them the best that he had. Now, let's look at who we are because we trust the good shepherd, but do we have absolute trust in him? Do you, do I, do we value the nourishment that comes from him more than any other thing that the world has to offer? Or do we find ourselves worrying that God might be withholding the best from you? Maybe you think he, you need something, and he is saying, nope, you can't have that. The psalmist was convinced that he would want for nothing. And by God's very nature, as the good shepherd, he cares for his sheep, and he would even lay down his life for them. John 10 talks about that in verse 11. What about your focus? Have you allowed the focus that you have to shift from the shepherd to what the shepherd gives you? If you find yourself wanting, it's not that the shepherd is unable. It's not that he's unwilling to perfectly meet your needs, but it could be our lack of faith. We may not trust him. We may not be leaning in to following him with all of our hearts, all of our minds, and all of our souls so that we can receive all that he has to give us. Could it be that you've become dissatisfied with what the shepherd has been providing? Are you missing the joy that comes from having the shepherd care for you? Here's what we need to do today, right now. Return to him. Trust him. He will meet every need that you have in your life, and he'll do it as only he can. It's direction for our Monday 
It's posted on our Facebook page. That's easy. Don and Steve in the morning. And if you text the keyword Devo, D-E-V-O, we'll text it back to you, the link, so you can read the scriptures again. 800-555-7898. That's the way you can text that keyword in to Don and Steve in the morning, Moody Radio. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Wendy Speak drops in to talk about the 40-day feast. Click the bell to subscribe at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve to be reminded each time a new video drops. Well, we hope that you will do that. We're glad that you're with us on this Monday morning. It is Dawn and Steve with Dawn. Yes. Hey. The us. You, did, you picked up on the us. I did. Yeah. I did. It's so weird when one of us is gone because it does feel like forever. It, it's a team. It yeah. takes all of us. And so it is good to be back. It's, but you're back with blue hair. But <laughs> I can you even. I keep staring I mean, at the hair. I, I don't blame you, dude. I, I'm just glad there's not a mirror in here because it is hard for me. I know <laughs> it's there. And then for a minute, I'll forget. And then, you know, uh, whether I'm in the bathroom or whatever, and I see the hand, the hair, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do still have blue hair. Do you and catch I people, you guys like, gonna... staring at you out in public now? Y- yes, but, you know, because we live in a time, a- an age where people do wear different colors of hair, I think people are like, hmm, wonder why. But I, I get tickled because I'm like, I think, you can ask me, but most most people you can't ask, right? Uh, sure. It's just because this is my choice. I want to do this. Well, I just think half the time it's like angsty teenagers and 20-somethings yeah. just trying to express themselves in some sure. way. Sure. Sure. Just the, But you're not 18. Uh, the, and there's where I want people to ask, like, yeah. is it midlife crisis? What is this? And so I could say, no, it's it's a community theater show <laughs> And the character needed blue hair, so I got blue dye, and now we have blue hair. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Opening weekend. How'd it go? It was good. It was so much fun. There, there, of course, the perfectionist in me wanted everything to be flawless every night. It was anything but. (laughs) (laughs) And it never will be. Right? Just, it's not. I know, but But I have a hard time. Was it? We were at the show yesterday afternoon. And uh, Briggs and his family was there and some other friends. And yeah, I mean, all of us were like, it was fun. It was a good show. I'm so glad. And Briggs, did the family like it? They did, yeah. Emma, okay. Emma was, was like, yeah, I want to do acting. I'm like, that, that's You're welcome. your character. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You're so very It was welcome. cold, though. The first, the first half was absolute. My, my son was shivering next to me. He oh, was like, no. He was practically sitting on my lap with a with a uh, coat over him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Mom, can I have your jumper? <laughs> you know? uh, well, I will say, and I guess I don't think about this because being behind the lights. On the lights, it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. I mean, I'm, yeah. Sure. Yeah, totally understand. But he was like. Oh, I'm dad, I'm really cold. I was like, I'll get you jumper in the in the intermission. I'm not gonna walk out now and right. interrupt. <laughs> it's jumper. A What's jumper? a jumper? I know. It's, it's a sweater. Oh, oh. thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that's like yeah, something that moms like wear. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. overalls, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but with sweater, short sweater. pants. Yeah. Sweater. Yeah. A sweater. Okay. Lost okay. lost in translation <laughs> a- again. <laughs> Well, there's another theater my kids will do a lot with, and I tend to take a coat or a blanket. I've been known to sit in the audience with a blanket because it does have to be so chilly just so the actors don't pass out. But yes, it was a fun weekend. I have adored getting to know people 
that I wouldn't normally get to know. Like yeah. my daughter gets to, you know, hang out with these folks and and get to know their stories. And yet this has been such a good thing. Good, good thing. It's it's certainly not my Christian bubble. That's that's for sure. Well, and I mean, that's one of the things with kind of the lives that we have. Mm-hmm. We, we find ourselves in the Christian bubble so often and without the intentionality of going outside of that, you wouldn't have the opportunity to engage and interact and get to know yeah. others. So I, I think it's very cool that you've done that. Thank you. And as now you have had the first of two weekends per- performances, mm-hmm. like what's been the, I guess for lack of a better word, what's been the takeaway so far? Oh. The, or the highlights, the whatever. So the challenge, there's there so, oh, we don't have that much time, my friend. We just don't have that much time. But I think the biggest thing for me personally in my walk with the Lord I have spent years insulating myself. Now, not like to the detriment. It's not like I won't talk to people or that's just not who I am. But but pretty much just making sure that everything in my world pretty much keeps me safe. Does that mm. make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially relationally to a detriment where I can find myself looking at others and going, hmm, I wonder what the story is. But I don't want to take the time to find out. And and it's kind of a default thing. It's not an on purpose, oh, I don't want to know. But just I know this muscle, if you will, has developed in me. So a few months ago, I started praying and asking the Lord, how can I be an influence and also meet people that wouldn't be in my Christian bubble? And he gave me this opportunity to be part of this theater show. And I have loved every minute of it to get to know people and their stories and, you know, the hurts. And I mean, mm-hmm. we all have hurts and we all have uh, uh, you've always heard it say hurts and hang ups. Yeah, we all have those. The difference, of course, is Jesus carries my burdens and I want others to know that he will carry theirs as well. Yeah, you can't necessarily do only God's going to change a heart, but we get the opportunity to share how he's changed ours. Uh-huh. And so that my takeaway has been trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not. I mean, the Proverbs, yeah. you know, three, five and six, lean not on your own understanding and and know that if he's going to call you to be in relationships with different folks, he he's still the same God. Like he's got you. Yeah. And it's just a whole you would think at my age and as long as I've walked with the Lord, you would kind of know this. But I had developed some, I think if you can call them bad Christian habits. Hmm. I I think it's very brave of you to actually admit that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I think a lot of us, if we're going to be really honest about that, would say that we can identify with that. Mm -hmm. And just that reminder that we all need Jesus. Mm -hmm. Those who have known him for a long time need to continue to experience him in a fresh way each and every day. And those who don't (laughs) need to have that saving relationship with him. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. We are so glad you're here. Call or text 800-555-7898 to join the conversation. Well, we are uh, glad to be welcoming Kevin Anzelmo with us. Kevin is uh, author of a book, Reframing Career Success. He also has been running a communications consulting company, uh, Experiential Communications, since 2013. Started Global Innovators Academy and joining us this morning to uh, talk about reframing career success. Kevin, welcome. It's good to have you here this morning. 
Thank you so much, Steve. Pleasure to be here with you and Dawn. Well, I think a, a lot of people are kind of dissatisfied with their work. You know, some yeah. people happy with what their their job is, but a lot of people are just kind of going through the motions because they need to pay the bills. Why do you think so mm -hmm. many people are are so dissatisfied? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think now more than ever, people get their identity from their work. And there's a whole lot of reasons why you can look at social media, you can look at uh, the way that, you know, people move around for different careers, we get our identity from our work. And work is important, we need to do a great job with our work. Uh, but if we get our identity only from our work, we're ultimately going to be disappointed for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't all that long ago that I heard um, Alabama, University of Alabama coach, um, help me. Nick Saban. Thank you. Say he can't retire from football because if he does, yeah. he doesn't know what he'll do with his life. And my yeah. heart just broke for him because his identity completely yeah. surrounded by football. So it was interesting. I originally wrote the book Reframing Career Success for myself and for people like me. And I'll describe that I'm an ambitious entrepreneur and not all of my dreams have come true, right? And um, that has led to different periods of exploration and you know, why, why didn't God bless this particular uh, initiative? And it set me on a quest to understand what success looks like from a Christian perspective. What's interesting to me is that as I started sharing this message, People, I, I would not consider myself anywhere in the same equation as Nick Saban in terms of recognition and fame and so forth. But it's interesting that uh, I got feedback from lots of people who would be at the you know pinnacle of their careers, who also told me that the message of you know what is success, what is success from a Christian perspective, what does it all mean, that that message resonated with them, and that was that was a great encouragement to me, frankly. All right, so that is the million dollar uh, question right there. there. Is. What is success from the Christian perspective? Great. And uh, I don't have a, a an easy answer for you. And that's an answer that everyone has to find out for themselves. Here's what I'll say. Uh, you know, when I last week, I was at a church and I, I asked two questions to start my talk. And I said, raise your hand if you want to be successful in your career. And as you can imagine, every hand goes up. And then I asked a follow up question. Raise your hand if you have a very clear idea about what success entails. How do you define it? And as you can imagine, I would say maybe about Very 15. Few. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And then if you ask a follow-up question, how, do you incorporate uh, a Christian perspective in your definition of what is success? You know, also then that's e even less people would, would raise their hand. And so I don't, what, what my book does is gives people, gives readers advice, gives, uh, shares some different principles to help readers unpack what does success entail from a Christian perspective. So if I said to you, hypothetically, here's somebody, he makes $10 million a year. Uh, this person has a really high position, lots of influence, lots of power. Would you say that person is successful? Most would say yes. But then if I said, if that person achieved that, spending 120 hours, uh, a, a, an hour, um, 120 hours a week, and forgetting their family responsibilities and doing things unethically, would you say that person is a success? And probably you would say no. Uh, and so I think we really do need to reframe the idea about what success entails. And I think looking at it from a Christian perspective can greatly help.
Mm-hmm. Well, we want to come back and do that here in just a little bit. We have a song from Colton Dixon, and then our conversation will continue with Kevin and Selmo as we look about what is success. If we define this from a Christian perspective, are we going back to the authority of God's Word to even define ourselves? Kevin, thank you for joining us this morning. We'll be back to this conversation in just a few moments. Dawn and Steve in the Morning have just launched our Instagram channel. Follow Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Instagram now. Oh, Kevin Anselmo is with us as he's written a book, Reframing Career Success. Picture your significance at work from a Christian perspective. Wow. Kevin, we've kind of maybe gotten off track with this one. We've gotten off track with what it means to be a Christ follower and to find success. Is it money? Is it uh, fame? Of course, fame and fortune is what we tend to look at. What should we be looking at? Yeah. So one of the things that I encourage, I have several principles that I highlight in my book to answer that question, but I'll share one here. And one is this idea of eternal perspective and legacy. So a common question we hear is, what do you want your career legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered for? And there's this grandiose idea that we're going to be remembered hundreds of years later for our wonderful work contributions. And I have an important message. You're not going to be remembered. You're going to be forgotten. Your work efforts, activities are going to be completely forgotten. And you know what? That's great news. That's not bad news because we can take the pressure off of ourselves and we can think about how does our work contribute to God's master plan. We can also think about how our work contributes towards eternity, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't believe that when we get to heaven, God's going to ask how much money is in our bank account. Um, I I believe that there's a whole host of other things that God will be interested in uh, (laughs) unpacking with us. And so, you know, this idea of our forgotten career legacies can bring us, I believe, great peace, contentment, and motivation to know we don't have to make this name for ourselves, but we do need to do great work. If we think about a timeline, our efforts are one little, little piece of dust in, in all of creation as part of God's master plan. And I think that should give us encouragement to realize we are a part of a special work, but we not all the onus is on our shoulders. Hmm. Uh, and I love the fact that, you know, you're helping us think eternally and, and what truly matters, but yet there is important work that God has given us to do in the here, in the now, if you're kind of in that stage of life. And so we want to be able to kind of articulate and define what success, career success may look yep. like for us in light of all these other things that we're talking about. And you spend a yep. chapter in the book talking about that. How, how would you encourage us to think biblically about what is career success? What are the components to, to kind of consider and keep in mind? So I say first, like zoom out on your environment. Think about how God is in control of our work. Think about what Jesus did for us on the cross and think about, you know, the fact that it wasn't always you know, a a glorious, uh, you know, being crucified on a cross in front of all mankind. I mean, there there was a lot of trauma, obviously, humiliation. Like, I think there's great hope in that, that we can look at our work and be like, you know, Christ suffered on the cross for us in a a much more grandiose way than any suffering we will have in our work. So I think also then realizing about career idealism, right? So when we get our ideals, when we get our identities from our career, we are going to be let down. Uh, So, you know, the way I look at it for myself and what I do is I encourage each reader to come up with their own definition of career success based on these different principles. But for example, one of my principles is, you know, I'm going to do my work with integrity. 
Uh, I am going to uh, do the best I can to make money to provide for my family, but I'm going to trust God's will for that as I go about uh, working that. I work in the education space. I believe I have an important role towards advancing knowledge at this specific point in time. Uh, but again, it's not about me. It's about um, being part of God's master plan, God's uh, ongoing creation. And so those are just a few things. That's my pr personal mm -hmm. uh, example. But I think for everybody, they need to think about uh, these different uh, things that are happening and then come up with their own definition of career success. All right. Last minute, uh, Kevin, you also talk about having metrics, measuring yeah. that. Why is that yeah. important? Because if I say... I want to have integrity in my work. That's great. What does that mean? So I define specifically what integrity means for me as an entrepreneur, right? And I think if we just use buzzwords, they're just buzzwords and there's no, there's, they don't mean anything. So I think it's extremely important to be very specific. Uh, I also think it's really important to have a visual in front of us so we're reminded uh, on an ongoing basis about what does success mean? What are those metrics for success? And then use that as a guide for how we work and how we go about doing the important work that God has called us to do. God has given us work to do, and it's uh, not one of those bad four-letter words. He actually gave us work before sin entered the picture there. So Absolutely. God intended us to work, but how are we defining success in that? Well, Kevin Anselmo has written the book, Reframing Career Success. And if you want to connect with that, we want to connect you. So you can uh, come to our Facebook page, and you're going to find links right there. Kevin, appreciate your time this morning. Love the fact that uh, you're helping us think biblically about how we define or need to reframe career success. It is Don and Steve in the morning here on Moody Radio.